In today's episode, we're going to share three concepts or philosophies that have us feeling hopeful, optimistic, and downright positive during this pandemic. And if uh, that doesn't have you intrigued, then what we'll say for certain is that our second and definitely our third philosophies uh, are crazy enough that we're going to put a little bit of a trigger warning before them. Um, but they are wildly important to us. And so we want to share them with you. Please stay tuned. Welcome to Making It in Nashville, a podcast where you get to hear the stories behind some of your favorite businesses, artists, creatives, and makers here in town. Each episode, we typically interview a local Ashevillian to uncover how they're making it in Nashville and what they're making here in Nashville. Um, and we provide you with actionable insights from each conversation. Today, we are not interviewing anybody. Uh, Tony and I are going to have a conversation together where we share with you a few philosophies and teachings um, that are really helping us stay positive and go on the offensive during this coronavirus outbreak. And we are your hosts. I am Tony. That is Sarah. We're a husband and wife team that moved to Asheville in May of 2019. Since then, we tried to answer a single question, and that question was, how does one make it in Asheville? Uh, we have since then set out and had, I don't know, uh, 35 guest interviews with entrepreneurs, makers here in Asheville. This podcast, therefore, is the result of trying to solve for that one question. Now, uh, we are in a very interesting world, right? The idea of making it in Asheville is radically different than it was a year ago when we got here or perhaps even a month ago uh, when we were um, unaware of this crazy uh, now pandemic that was on its way. Um, and so to date stamp some things real quick, today's uh, when this episode is released, it's Tuesday, March 24th, um, and we are... I don't know, I guess the the best way to say it is that we were experiencing just over a week of like COVID-19 coronavirus chaos, uh, meaning that every restaurant in town right now is either entirely closed or just offering uh, delivery slash pickups um, across the country. We've seen things like crazy levels of unemployment happening all at once. So this is unlike anything that we've experienced in our lifetime it just sort of happened. And now everyone's inundated with unemployment. Um, there are over 10,000 confirmed cases in New York City alone here in Bunk, which is our old home mm -hmm. uh, here yeah. in Buncombe County. As of today, when we're recording this, there are three confirmed cases. So um, the world is in a very interesting place. Asheville's in a very interesting place. The concept of making it in Asheville today is different than it was when we got started. And so we have this episode that we are excited about um, that shares some of the philosophies that that has given us I think a slightly different lens through which we're observing the world and we want to share that with you uh, but before we do yeah a couple of housekeeping things before we dive in uh, quick reminder that this podcast is powered by our very own marketing business, uh, Making It Creative. We work with a lot of passionate business owners, both here in town and across the country, to help them really understand what their biggest marketing lever is and help them pull on that marketing lever in order to gain new customers and drive sales. Um, our particular specialty is telling meaningful stories and coming up with uh, good brand storytelling and implementing that uh, for different businesses. You can learn more about Making It Creative at makingitcreative.com. 
The second housekeeping thing is that we do have a couple of events coming up, but although they're looking a bit different because uh, we are no longer hosting in-person events because we're practicing social distancing. Um, the first event is that as of uh, yesterday, uh, we have we are hosting a series of Facebook Live events. We're calling the series What Now Asheville? Uh, we're talking with different experts, business owners in the field to understand how they are responding to the coronavirus and what are some steps that different businesses can take in order to respond effectively um, and hopefully keep their business going. Uh, so you can find more information about that on our Facebook page, Making It in Asheville. Every day the events uh, air live from 1 to 2 p.m. The second event is our Monday Maker Mixer, which will be happening next Monday, March 30th. We will be hosting a online Monday Maker Mixer via Google Hangouts, and we will be sending more information about that to all of our email subscribers. If you're not on our email list, we encourage you to subscribe now. You can do so at makingitinashville.com forward slash subscribe. It's how you're going to hear about all the latest episodes, behind the scenes information, and be the first to hear about events like our Monday Maker Mixers. Thank you, Sarah. Very well done. So uh, with that, we're now going to try and transition towards a slightly more serious topic um, and uh, potentially more serious uh, philosophies that may or may not, uh, let's say, trigger some people. And so before we do that, what we want to kind of talk through is what the world is looking like um, for us today. And I say that loosely with the idea that all we want to do is attempt to communicate some of the ways that we're seeing opportunity, some of the ways that uh, we're finding a sense of gratitude and appreciation at a time like this. Those are feelings that not we're, we're aware that not everyone is feeling right now, and that's absolutely okay. What we want to do also, beyond just saying like we're feeling optimistic, is attempt to explain the philosophies behind why we can, with a straight face, say that we think that um, it's going to work out okay yeah. and that there's a version of the future where everyone is, let's say, better off or um, that somehow or another it's uh, for the best. Yeah. Um, I think when we discovered, well, we understood what was happening with the coronavirus, Tony and I spent a lot of time talking through uh, how we were feeling and, and what we thought, you know, what are our next steps that we're going to be going through. And so this is kind of some of the thoughts that we had. Um, and, and I'll just preface this as saying again, that we know we were speaking from a place of privilege and that there are a lot of people out there that are uh, suffering greatly from what's happening both financially, economically, um, but also physically and, and with their health. So we understand that um, and uh, we're, we're just doing the best, I guess, that we can in order to um, sort of cope with all of this. And we're hoping that this can provide, hopefully, some inspiration uh, in your own life too. Perfect. And so there are three general things that I, I think that I've noticed that I feel really, um, I'd say good with right now. One is that professionally we are air quotes, uh, going on the offensive. And what that means to us, the offensive right now is that we are, uh, actively seeking out ways to be more, um, I'd say helpful. We are uh, looking for ways to use all of the resources that are available to us right now to share um, 
positive messages to uh, help our clients, to help friends, to help our community. And so um, rather than being, I'd say, reactive or responsive, we're attempting to uh, move fast and forward and what I would say is go on the offensive. Yeah, and it, and I think another thing to highlight is we're not, uh, we don't just want to overlook what's happening and continue on, you know, uh, putting on our, you know, regular interviews like nothing ever happened. And so um, we are thinking about how is this relevant to us and how is this relevant to our audience? Uh, and that's kind of where this, I think, falls into it. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, the other feeling that we're feeling is a deep sense of, uh, like, generosity in a new way that I, I don't even think has been uh, that we've been close to accessing. We are uh, honestly looking around and attempting to either show new forms of appreciation for businesses and people that have been really important and meaningful to us. Um, and sometimes that appreciation is in, you know, spending money. Sometimes it's in just sharing love, commenting on more posts than ever before, um, connecting people, whatever we can to create value or, or help or meaning. Uh, we are attempting to do that. And it's coming from a, a place of generosity that we might never have access before. Yeah, definitely. And the last thing that we're doing a lot more of is just talking more with friends and family and perhaps you're experiencing this too but we found that you know the past week or so of spending a lot of time at home has really had us uh a just just wanting to reconnect with other humans and so reaching out to maybe friends that we haven't talked to in a long time or a family that we normally wouldn't call that often or facetime with um so it's it's kind of a beautiful thing that this is giving us an excuse to reconnect with those friends and family um so we hope that you're taking advantage of that too yeah so all that to say that this week has been a very different week for us than what we would identify as normal but we are thankful for these uh, new experiences and we're eager to make the most of these new experiences and the reason for that we think is for is because of the three we'll call them philosophies that we're going to get into in this episode um, but you know without further ado let's dive in to the meat of this episode Three philosophies that we're about to share are not new. Um, we didn't create these, but what we will say is that um, they've been very powerful for us. Before we do get into it, though, we do want to emphasize again that we don't want to discount or disregard the fact that there are some very sick people out there perhaps suffering from this disease, both financially and physically. Um, and so please do not mistake our optimism for a lack of empathy um, or sympathy for what's happening. Um I think that's yeah, and and, and yeah. I I hope that everything that we say from here on out that is it is with that as our um, kind of disclaimer. And so the there are three philosophies, and they ascend in their I'd say uh, uh, I don't know difference from what the uh, I'd say a norm like if you lived on Earth and were never exposed to any of these three philosophies, the third philosophy would be the craziest version of the three 
where one would be a in its own way radical, but there are, um, I'd say, millions, if not more than millions, of people globally that are already practicing probably all of these. Um, but the first, let's just get into it, is, uh, and we'll, we'll preface it with a question, with a thought, with a thought that we uh, welcome you to think about and meditate on. And the thought is, what if the outer world uh, did not define my inner world? And we would say that that thought is part of a, a stoic philosophy and like a practice of stoicism. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, there are a lot of, um, there are many parts of stoicism that can be helpful, but I think the three, we have about three different ones that we are particularly thinking about. Um, the first one that I really love, which is kind of morbid, but it's thinking about uh, suffering and your own death. And this is called memento mori. And that's, that's the word that they use in Stoic philosophy. Um, sounds crazy, but by the act of meditating on your death or meditating on suffering, you're able to put things into perspective. Mm -hmm. You're able to see the bigger picture and uh, feel a sense, I think of um, appreciation for what is in your life now. And for the things that you do have, however small they may be. Yeah. Um, I love that one. I love it. And yeah. uh, it allows a sense of gratitude for the mundane mm -hmm. um, and meditating on catastrophe, meditating on loss of life, loss of loved one, loss of financial uh, status, loss of ego, things that the ego holds on to. Mm -hmm. um, if you can spend time in it, uh, it is my opinion, probably our opinion or anyone's opinion, that uh, thinking those thoughts frees you up for if they ever, if that ever comes to pass, you've at least spent time there before, and then you might be able to move faster or make decisions with less, um, I'd say fear might be the word. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. So memento mori. The next is just that the idea that uh, stimulus is not equal to response, right? Um, and so th there's a key kind of term, and we'll make a distinction, reaction, response. Reaction is like knee-jerk reaction. I, I hit Sarah's knee, her knee re reacts by uh, kind of... Involuntarily. Involuntarily. In mm -hmm. And so that is um, maybe the feelings that you feel instantly when something happens. What Stoicism argues is that that feeling does not need to be given much credence. It does not need to be acted upon and that you actually have a opportunity to choose your response. Response implies some sort of thoughtfulness or choice in how you then want to move uh, given the stimulus. And there is a exceptional case study in this and that is, uh, this, it's a story of Thomas Edison and so Thomas Edison, uh, light bulb inventor, uh, huge, huge deal, like he's in the history book. So you know somehow or another he did something uh, that people pay attention to. But there's a moment in his life, uh, and it is chronicled very well and told brilliantly in a Ryan Holiday book, The Obstacle is Away. But um, he has this massive uh, invention laboratory and, and factory in New Jersey. And uh, one night in the middle of the night, the, it burns down. Right, and so it's an unbelievable fire, a fire um, so big and so crazy that no one's ever seen a fire like this before. Thomas Edison arrives at the location, 
um, there are lots of thoughts that you might think if you were Thomas Edison in that point, uh, that I might think if I were Thomas, Thomas Edison at that point, the thought that he thought as his son ran up uh, alongside of him was, hey, son, go grab your mother and your sisters. Never in their whole life will they see a fire so brilliant and so beautiful as this. Go get them, make sure that they can see it. And then he, you know, uh, that place burnt down. He, he built, built anew, started over. Life was fine. Um, and it's the idea of like experiencing craziness, like all of your inventions, when there's no cloud, there's no cloud for all of his uh, research, for all of his uh, concepts that he's innovating. They're gone, never to be seen again. Uh, but he chose to respond without fear, with calm, and saying, hey, this is the craziest fire anyone's ever going to see. Go get your friends. This is cool. Yeah, and I think that's particularly important when there are things outside of your control. You can't do anything about like what's happening right now. There, you, there's not a lot that you can do to um, stop, you know, some of the economic things. Um, we can practice social distancing, perhaps, mm-hmm. to stop what's happening with the virus. But you know, there's there's really not a lot you can do to control other people, and so we have to accept it and yeah. choose how to respond. Which is a perfect segue to the third part in um, this kind of stoic segment, which is the idea of responsibility. And um, one of the key tenets that I take from stoicism uh, is the idea that it might not be my fault, but it's now my responsibility. And how might I act if I chose to be responsible for uh, the state of things? Yeah. Knowing, to your point, that we have no control over outcomes, we have no control over the uncontrollable, but how might I live, how might I be, how might I uh, interact with people if I chose to be responsible for uh, whatever's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important to think about both for your own life, but also for your business and how can your business perhaps help during this period? What resources do you have that you can give back Um, That's what we're thinking a lot about as well. How can we model the way? Yeah. So Stoic philosophy, there's a lot of great readings out there. Um, If you want to learn more, if you you haven't ever read anything from Stoic philosophy, there's Marcus Aurelius. Meditations is a great place. Which is a great place. Um, Ancient text. Mm. Then there's a lot of Ryan Holiday who has really leaned into uh, Stoicism. He has lots of books out um, and you can go to his website, The Daily Stoic, which explains a lot of Stoic teachings in a very, very simple and um, accessible way. So it's a bit too one. And, and just because we haven't said it yet, all of the, like, we're going to have a lot of links on this episode. All of them will be in the show notes page um, or linked in, you know, uh, the YouTube footer, wherever uh, is close to you. Expect that we will have links that uh, help you to r- access the resources especially when we start moving towards uh, the second philosophy, third philosophy, because uh, specifically with those two, it's worth going to the source text and the source to experience the way that they deliver the concepts uh, because it is particularly meaningful and and important that you you go through the flow to get to the outcome that we're attempting to communicate. So specifically for Stoicism, Marcus Aurelius, Ryan Holiday's three books of The Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy, Stillness is the Key, all meditations on Stoic philosophies. 
And then the Daily Stoic is a uh, very helpful practice book um, that he's also written in community that he's built around Stoic philosophy. So we'll pin Stoicism there and we'll move into the second and third concepts and preface them with something of a (laughs) trigger warning. So uh, the next two concepts are pretty radical. They're pretty different than most uh, human brains would not go to these places necessarily on their own. And for that reason, um, I think that they're incredibly helpful. Yeah. I think the key thing to remember is that whether or not um, what they say is true. With a capital T, true. With a capital T, true. It's the thought process of thinking through the questions that they ask that we find particularly helpful. So it's the actual exercise of thinking, what if this was this way? Yeah. And so, so the, the thought yeah. that we'll preface this second section with is effectively what Sarah just said. But like, what if I would have actually chose this specific situation? And what if I could honestly say that I love what's happening right now? That's nuts. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's not normal. That's not how most people will feel when, uh, I just say right now, that's not how most people feel right now. What if I would choose this? What if I could say that I love exactly what's happening right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so this philosophy is something, it it stems out of Stoic philosophy. They have a, uh, a concept called a more fati loving fate. Um, but specifically here, what we're talking about is a a teaching and a practice of Byron Katie. We have mentioned her in the episode with um, Gareth, Gareth Higgins. Higgins. Do you remember that? 42? Yeah, uh, I think so. 42? Maybe. That's my guess. Um, but the idea here is what she calls the work and a practice of loving what is. And so we'll talk through the concept of the work mm-hmm. and please what we would say is we'll have links to a bunch of free resources from her website. Uh, YouTube is the most powerful way that I've experienced her work. I've not gone to any of her workshops, Um, but it is a worthwhile exercise and we will attempt to communicate the exercise now. Yeah. Cool. So the thought process of Byron Katie's the work or the questions that she asks during the exercise are the following. The first is, is it true? So I preface that with uh, you are intentionally digging up powerful feelings and specifically, most often, feelings that you don't like. Yeah, and we're going to give an example after we go through the the question so that you understand how this might work because it's kind of like abstract at first. So a hard or air quotes bad feeling, a feeling that... Uh, might show up in your chest, might show up in your throat, uh, stomach, depending on who you are, but like bad feeling. And then she'll ask uh, this four question process. Yeah. So is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? How do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And who would you be without the thought? Dang. And then you turn it around. So, for example, let's let's use the oh, example no. I think of the coronavirus. Oh my goodness! All right, so uh, we're going into uncharted territory here, people. Please bear with <laughs> us. And again, 
attempt to go to the source material to see how this works when executed by a, I'll call her a pro, but at least someone who's been doing this for 20 or so years. Yeah. So let's, I think probably the, probably a strong feeling that a lot of people are feeling is my business is going to shut down or go down and I'm going to feel. I mean, just say that my business is going to shut down. Yeah. And then the response is, is, or the first question, is that true? Um, uh, yes, it's true. Economists are saying that saying, 80% of yeah. restaurants will close. Um, it's true. And then she'd okay. say, well, can you absolutely know that it's true? Well, I haven't shut it down yet. So, uh, no, it's not necessarily a hundred percent certain that it's true. You have a lot of attitude over here. <laughs> because I, I okay. feel so strongly about yeah. how I feel. Okay. How do you react? What happens when yeah. you believe that thought? When I believe that the restaurant is going to fail, I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I've hurt the people that I love. I feel like I am inadequate. I feel like um, uh, small. I feel shame. Who would you be without that thought? I would feel, I would be a, uh, a fearless business owner who has tried uh, their best, who has created a community in a beautiful community. I have employed people. Um, I'm an employer. I um, have created a, a way to uh, provide donations to charities locally um, when I don't think the thought that I'm a failure or small, I show up bigger I have more generosity and gratitude, and uh, I am a net benefit to the people around me. Okay. So what if we turned it around? Hard to explain this without Mm -hmm. uh, actually seeing some of the process, but like turn it around. This Mm -hmm. is me in parentheses. Turn it around is like turn the thought around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple ways that she explains how you might turn the thought around. And so a way of turning the thought around is, um, so if the thought was my business is going to shut down, a turnaround would be my business is going to explode, yeah, grow. My business is going to grow. And so it's like, I now say my business is going to grow. And then I'd have to explain three ways that my business might grow. Uh, my business is going to grow. I use this opportunity to uh, build community in a new way. I uh, transition to a web uh, purchasing process, which we had never done before. People absolutely love it. I, uh, whatever, three concepts. Mm-hmm. And though just exploring those three com- concepts yeah. might be radical for some people because you have not spent time there yet. Another version of Turn It Around is I am open to okay with and excited about my business shutting down yeah like what are the good things that could come out of that maybe there's um another idea another business that you've always wanted to start and this is perhaps a good opportunity to think about it all right cool we're going to pause it there but i think that you get the concept at least the concept the loose concept of what it is to do the work by byron katie we highly recommend spending some time on youtube with her it might be triggery, but when you see her uh, coach through this process and just the way that she shows up, it is unlike anyone I've ever seen ever before, ever. Mm-hmm. And I uh, challenge you to check it out. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the cool part for me is that there's an actual explicit process that you can attempt to do on your own. It doesn't take a wand from some guru. She has resources available that you can download, spend time with in your journals, um, with friends, with family, however you want to do it. Uh, but it has been incredibly powerful for us just having access to a system by which we can challenge our thoughts and welcome new thoughts or perspectives, if only so that we now understand that the feelings that we are feeling are the results of the thoughts that we are thinking. The feelings that we're feeling are the results of the thoughts that we're thinking. And we now would argue that you do have some choice over which thoughts you think. The third topic, the third concept. This is perhaps the craziest um, and it is probably the most wacko. So we'll just give that warning uh, to start with. I will say that it is decidedly (laughs) the the craziest and decidedly the most wacko. Yeah. Um, Um, All right. Well, let's start it off with the question uh, or a question to think about, which is what if this is all somehow fake? This is all somehow a game, a movie, an illusion, and that we actually created this game, this illusion with the coronavirus in it. So, uh, Sarah, Mm -hmm. that sounds crazy. (laughs) Sarah. um, I created the coronavirus. Hmm. So... What we'll say is this: this these concepts uh, are not necessarily new. They are not necessarily exclusively a single person's uh, perspective, but the way that we've experienced them is from a author, uh, Robert Scheinfeld, and he has a series of books uh, that are we'll say are the Bustin apostrophe, so I N apostrophe Bustin Loose series. Uh, we will link to Bustin Loose from the Money Game, Bustin Loose from the business game uh, in the show notes page. But um, we have talked about one of his philosophies in a past episode, uh, specifically on appreciation and money. And uh, that is a part of this system that he says that if you could just show up and be appreciative of all of the uh, experiences that you're experiencing, how might the world change? And a portion of why he argues that you should be appreciative is because uh, everything is fake. Everything that we experience, that we see, uh, is an illusion. He uses the term hologram. Um, And moreover, he argues that uh, we are infinite beings you can use whatever language you want to describe infinite being but we are an infinite being that has actually created this illusion created these holograms um, and is actively creating the experience that we're creating or that we're experiencing and with that if you could sit with that and believe that the only rational response in his mind is immense gratitude and appreciation for how believable everything is. Yeah. Like if you can imagine that you are 
the director producer of one of the greatest movies of all time and you created a movie that felt so real and was so perfect that the players in it didn't know that they were in a movie and that they didn't know that things were happening to them because someone constructed them how amazing is that how incredible is that and so again whether in order to do this work you kind of do have to lean into believing that this could be true um, in order to feel that amazement but again it's it's the exercise of thinking about that that is powerful um, not necessarily the fact that oh this is all an illusion that is powerful if that makes sense for sure and um, he also kind of outlines a practice uh, and a process that you might follow uh, we won't go into as much detail with it, but the, it loosely is you spend time. So again, um, the triggers in the, in both of uh, Byron Katie's process and the Scheinfeld process is uh, a bad, let's call it a bad feeling or any feeling that you think is actually real and, and valid. You would then sit with, try and feel to its deepest uh outcome, whatever that might be. So the deepest, realest sense of shame or vulnerability or fear about what the world is looking like today, you'd sit in it, you'd honor it. And then at that peak feeling, you would then claim it as this miracle that you've created, that you have uh, been able to trick yourself into thinking that what you are feeling is somehow real and then you show uh, appreciation for just how kind of beautiful or crazy that is and in some way you have like reclaimed the power in that moment and with that um, you get to choose how you want to respond. Yeah, exactly. So this is helpful for... Yeah, a lot of different things. And if anything, it just helps you step outside for a minute what's happening um, and see the bigger picture, I think. Yeah, and those bigger pictures might, you know, objectively, capital T, true, not be true. But I think that the practice of sitting with these thoughts from smallest to biggest, uh, most, uh, I'd say, digestible, to unchewable, it's so big. If you can spend time either just thinking about these thoughts or, or journaling with these thoughts, meditating on these thoughts, um, it has been our experience that we are showing up with a sense of calm, with a sense of peace, with a sense of generosity and gratitude and love that I wouldn't change the the experiences that I've had with uh, busting loose, whether or not it's true. This isn't a hologram; it's real. Sure, okay, that's fine. But like spending time thinking about the video game that this is has empowered me, and I'm I'm grateful for that time. Yeah, I think so too. All right, so we're gonna play some <laughs> outro music. We're gonna wrap this episode, and we're going to. Um, Show you a little bit of love. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere yet. Here comes some awesome little outro music. One second. 
All right. So we know that that was a deviation from what we normally do in our episodes and our interviews. And this was highly philosophical, but it is something that we are deeply thinking about in this moment. And it's something that has very much helped us um, when coping with what's going on in the world. And we hope that has helped you too. Um, We'd love it if you could send us some feedback about these ideas. Um, A, if you think that they're absolutely crazy, let us know. We'd love to know your thoughts. Um, Hopefully via email (laughs) and not via... Uh, podcast review <laughs> yeah please um so yeah, email us yeah. at hello at making it in um we'd love to know your thoughts if you want to know more information about these ideas we'd love to share them with you um if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed any of our episodes and you haven't left a review yet please we we would love it if you could leave us a review it helps other people uh find our podcast and it makes us do a little happy dance. So you can leave a review um, at uh, Apple Podcasts. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, you just tap on the five star and write a few kind words. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do subscribe on whatever podcast player you use. Um, beyond that, though, we would say that the place to actually subscribe is our email list. So we uh, are about to go through a couple of announcements about what's happening um, in the community in the weeks and days ahead. Uh, The way to know that those things are happening is by being uh, on our email list, right? So uh, to join our email list, you would just go to makingitinashville.com forward slash subscribe. That's where we're going to announce all of our, um, you know, events. That's where we do a little behind the scenes on each episode that we put out. Um, and that is the first place that we go when making any and all announcements. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, if you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this episode, just visit the show notes page at making it forward slash zero four eight. We'll have links and descriptions to books, podcasts, to philosophies and more. Perfect. And just one more time, we want to, uh, say thank you to our making it creative marketing uh, consulting agency we are uh, like you experiencing a lot of change in our business and in our world and we are excited by it Um, we see this as a great opportunity to be of even more value or create more ways to be of value for this community if there is anything that we can do to be uh, supportive of you your business please do reach out and visit uh, makingitcreative.com. There is a a very simple form to to fill out to reach out to us. Um, We are saying yes to more different projects than ever before and attempting to build things um, that could and should and would be helpful uh, for you. We just need to know what help looks like for you, and we look forward to hearing from you. And finally, uh, if you'd like to be on the podcast or you know someone that you think would be a great guest on the podcast, uh, we're always looking for new nominations. You can nominate them through a very simple form at makingitinashville.com forward slash podcast. Uh, please also feel free to join our Monday Maker Mixer events. We'd love to meet you in person and hear more about your story. Uh In terms of what's coming up, this is our second to last episode of the season. We will have one more episode after this, which will be a recap episode of all the episodes from the season. We share a little soundbite from each episode and provide some commentary. It's a great episode to learn more about what's happened if you didn't listen to all the episodes 
and you can kind of figure out what you would want to go back and listen to. After that, we'll be diving into season four, which is going to look very, very different because we will likely be conducting a lot of remote virtual interviews. Um, so we'll have a lot of video content, which we're excited about as well. And yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's reasons to be excited. There's reasons to be curious. There's reasons to um, uh, attempt to show up even more powerfully and bigger and with more excitement and generosity than ever before. That is how we are attempting to show up in the world. That is how we hope that you also uh, can feel and can be even at a time or especially at a time like this. Um, and so with that, this was episode 48. Holy smokes. That means I want to say 11 months or so, um, which is not so. Um, and we are so thankful that you've made it to this, the very last moment of the episode. We thank you for your attention and uh, appreciate it more than you can possibly know. And so with that, Sarah, uh, let's do a, a little elbow pump. Model the way. High five you. Yeah, high f- well, okay, high five. <laughs> episode 48. Be good, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.